Okay, so Rabbi Sai, we are starting, um, today's a little bit lighter, today's a, yesterday was a little bit, uh, yesterday was a little bit heavy for a lot of people, but uh, today's going to go a little bit lighter. We're holding by Mishnah Base, Rabbi Sai, Mishnah Base, Paragimel Mishnah Base, Rabbi Sai, come. Now it's very interesting why he's called Sgan HaKehanim, what does it mean Sgan HaKehanim? Skana Kahanim means he was the deputy Kayin. So what does that mean? So in fact, it's actually very, very interesting that he was Roy himself to always be the Kayin Godel, but he lived in the time, the Gemara talks about this in Yuma also, he lived in the time when people used to buy to be the Kayin Godel, right? Now the richest person would win. Right, the Gemara Numa goes through the difference between the first base of Migdash and the second base of Migdash. And in the second base of Migdash, there are many more people serving as the Kohen Godel because they paid for it. So the richest person basically won. It didn't work by how righteous you are, how choshev you are, or what people like. It worked by the money. So Reb Chaninus Kahanim was really right to always be the Kohen Godel himself. But since he lived at a time where people would buy the right to be the Kohen Godel, right? The Gemara Yuvamas talks about this in Samachalaf, and therefore he wasn't rich enough to be able to afford that. So that's why he remained, it's one of the reasons, there are other reasons as well, why he was the Sgan HaKehanim. So just a little bit of background into the Mishnah. So again, Reb Chanina Sgan HaKehanim Oimeh, a very interesting Mishnah, where the Mishnah says that a person should daven for the welfare of the malchus, of the kingship, of the government, right? Which is the interesting thing. We find that many shuls around the world, different types of shuls, actually govern for the welfare of the government or of the king and queen. Why do we do that? Says the Mishnah, If there would be no fear of a government, if there'd be no authority, then people would swallow other people alive. And this, by the way, was that... BLM. So this is basically one of the Makoras that we have for authority and the, and the necessity for authority in our own lives. Because could you just imagine the idea of having absolutely no authority, do whatever you want, to complete Hefkeras, yeah. right? It doesn't work. Nobody would accomplish anything. Nobody would perform well. People would, as the Mishnah said, eat each other alive. And therefore, says the Mishnah, that's why we daven for the authorities in our place. We daven for the king and the queen, if we have one, for the malchus, or we daven for the government, we daven for the president, whatever it may be. And the Makar is a mission over here in Perkyavas. And the idea basically is not specifically that we're davening for them, but more because we're davening to make sure that we need to have them in our lives and the realization that we need them in our lives. Okay? Now I want to tell you over a beautiful pshat from the Heilige Kotzka, Remendel Mikotsk. The Kotzka David, listen please. Okay? The Kotzka says, the Kotzka says like this. Hey, what? come. Yeah? What? The Kotzka says like this. Yeah. The Kotzka says, he says a very interesting pshat. Okay? Listen to the pshat in the Mishnah. He says, over here the Mishnah doesn't mean that you're davening for the government. You're not davening for the king and the queen. That's not what you're davening for. You're davening when they are at peace. What does that mean? Explains the Kotzka like this. He, went, he goes over a little bit of the history of, our, of Klal Yisrael. And he said that sometimes Klal Yisrael suffered the worst persecutions when the government or the country they lived in was actually in peace. 
That's because if the country, one second, one second, let me, let's hear, understand what he's saying. If the, he says, if the country's at war, then people are distracted by other concerns, they're not bothering with the Jews. But the moment the country is at peace, they're looking to see if the Jews are doing something or can we mess around with them. Says the Kotzka, it's such an incredible thing. This mission is telling us not necessarily to govern for the government, but to govern when the government are at peace, because that is specifically the time that we need it. That's when we need our tefillahs. And that's a very, very important for a person to realize, because if the government's at peace, they're looking to see what trouble can be caused. If the government are busy with other things, they're busy. He's looking at the Jews. He's got time for the Jews. Okay? So that is the first part of the Mishnah. I'm going to continue. Uh, according to most versions, the Mishnah continues. Some people have this as another Mishnah, as Mishnah Gimel. But most versions I checked pretty much have this as one Mishnah, as Mishnah base. Okay? Reb Hananya ben Tradyoin Oime. Very important statement. Shnaim sheyoshvim ve'im b'neim divrei toiro. Two people are sitting. They're schmoozing. They're not schmoozing in learning. They're schmoozing. Politics. And the news. And whatever, whatever may be going on. So two people are sitting. And there's no Torah there. How is there? Moishev leitzim. Moishev leitzim. Right? Shenema or Moishev leitzim. No, Yoshev don't sit there. They shouldn't be sitting there. Avol shnaim sheyoshvim. But two people that are sitting. And they're sitting and they're learning. It doesn't mean they're sitting and learning the sugya necessarily. They could be talking stam, shkofa. They could be talking musa. They could be talking growth. All sorts of things. That's an incredible thing. Two people are sitting and they're sitting and learning or they're sitting discussing Torah. The shchina goes down to them. as we know, when you live, when you're sitting by yourself. So even if a person is sitting by himself, he still gets a tremendous schar and he gets a tremendous thing. So the Yaivitz brings down on the Mishnah and the Shlach Kodesh says the same thing as Shara Oisius that basically when people are sitting down and he asks, why is it Moshev Leitzim? Two guys are sitting. They're not learning. So they're battling. They're being mavatal. Why are they Moshev Leitzim? So he explains, and this possibly is the continuation from yesterday's Mishnah, and he explains if you have two people who are sitting, and they could do Kedusha, they could do, you know, in Yoni Torah, they could, they could improve themselves, they could become closer to Hashem, and they have no interest in doing that, that's a Moshev Leitzim. A Moshev Leitzim is someone that's not interested. He's not Isaac in Kedusha. He's not Isaac in someone that can improve himself. Then they can be closer to the Rabbi Shalom. That is a Moshev Leitzim. But this Mishnah... What? What's Mavatal? Mavatal is something else. Uh, I'm being Mavatal Torah. Uh, I'm busy doing something else in the place of Torah. Here they're doing nothing. Stam schmoozing politics. Stam schmoozing... You know, you have people that... 
they have to know the latest news. Hack. And the, the hack. Oh, there we go. They've got to know the hack. Yeah. The first guy to know the latest hack. Did you hear the latest hack? And he runs into the Bismedrash. He's Mavatal, everyone. Hashimi Racham was such a guy. I'm not envious, envious of this guy's Ganadin, right? Or, or a guy, for example, that starts a conversation in the lunchroom and starts the whole Lush and Hori going about some latest thing. Uh-huh. I'm not envious of that guy's Ganadin. That's for sure, right? But more than that, Rabbi Sai, the mission over here is teaching us a Gabal de Gazach. And that is, we have to realize, that two people that are sinning have an opportunity to come closer to the Rabbi Nishlam, have an opportunity to be Isaac and Torah. And again, it doesn't mean necessarily a Mishnah or a, a Pasuk in the Torah or a Hadacha. It could be in Yoni Musa, it could be Yoni Ashkofa, in Yoni history, something interesting. But Stam to talk about nothing, talk about Batola. Shemirachim Rabbi Sai, it means he's being Mazalzo in his time, which is why I think it continues from yesterday's Mishnah. Yesterday's mission was the stack of the Shosh Look at three things. Remember what you're here for. Think about what you're on this world for. Where are you going to end up? Where did you come from? This mission is you have two people sitting. What are you doing? Wasting time. You could be doing things that are constructive. Our whole lives are lives of constructive purpose. We could be doing something. We could be attempting to become better people, closer to Hashem, more mitzvahs, chesed, helping other people. And we're not. That's a Moshe Blitzim. And even one person, the Mishnah tells us, you don't have to be a big Chabura, you have to be a big Olam. One person is sitting in your room, you're walking on the street, you're sitting in your car, you're sitting in the Mishnah, Stam! You could be Isaac and Torah, and the Rabbani Shalom can give you a Think about that next time you're by yourself. Think about next time you have an opportunity, always. The Rabbani Shalom is constantly giving us opportunities to get better and to get better. We have to appreciate, we have to realize that. Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue with the next Mishnah.